1: hey this is trey thank you for joining us for another tuesday's Well, Trey, Labor Day has come and gone. I hope you had a great day. I hope it was a day off for you. I played uh, golf, which is sort of like work uh, for me, but I guess we'll count count it as a day off. Uh, Labor Day is sort of the unofficial end of summer, which used to be the source of great sadness for me. I loved summertime, running around all day with my shirt off. I mean, you can't do that anymore. People would call the cops on me if I... My wife would call the cops on me if I did that now. But back in the day, the old days, I love summertime. And now autumn is my favorite time of the year. And it's right around the corner. Labor Day is not the real beginning of fall, but it's sort of the unofficial beginning. It's also the traditional start uh, to another political cycle. I was doing a radio interview last week, and the host asked me how I would handle the current political environment if I were on the ballot. And I made the mistake of being honest with him as it. I don't know that I would run period in the current political environment. Uh, and if I did run, I would not win um, because I would not be what most primary voters uh, want right now, which is you know, neither bad nor good. It's just the truth. The host uh, seemed surprised at that answer, um, as if it would be you know quickly followed up with some lamentation or complaint. And there was none. There's nothing wrong with admitting that you're not what the market wants. Um, You know, that's what representatives do or are supposed to do. They represent their constituents. So if you can't or don't truly represent the views of your constituents, you shouldn't run. Uh, And if you do run, you shouldn't be surprised if you lose. So I would have lost at some point over the past two cycles had I not gotten out. Uh, Not to a Democrat in November, I don't think, not in this district, but to a Republican in the primary. Um, The other alternative is to become something you are not uh, in an effort to hold on to a job. And I don't know why you would seek a job that required you to be or become something you are not. Uh, There are jobs uh, that value and reward even handedness and fact-centricity and fairness. So why not go go? try to get one of those jobs. I mean, this podcast allows me to do that. So why would I not pursue something I can do rather than fight for a job I can't do and would not enjoy if I did. So that kind of brings me to the thought of jobs and work and back to labor day. Today we set aside to honor the American worker and the gift of having a job and the, awareness that many among us cannot find work or can't find work in a preferred field or perhaps their lives have been upended for some reason whether it's a plant closing i think i saw in some news accounts a number of people are losing their jobs at work at certain big companies that have national reputations and you know labor day is a day you know to celebrate but it that doesn't mean you can't be mindful of people who don't have much to celebrate For me, it's about work and those who do it, and that's what I'm going to choose to focus on, and also the willingness to work, uh, the ability to work. I've spoken in the past about a visit I made when I was in the house to a place called Workability, and one of the workers there, his job was solely to Roll himself around in his wheelchair and encourage, uh, the the other folks, the folks that were working. That was his job. He took it every bit as seriously as the President of the United States. Takes his job. So the willingness, the opportunity, the ability, the inherent value of work. Uh, I've been working since I was, well, since I could walk, probably. I think my first job was picking up rocks in the backyard, which, by the way, I was good at. I don't know that I could have made a living doing that, but I was actually pretty good at picking up rocks. And then, and then I had to start cutting the grass when I got 12, 13, something like that. Yes, I did have three sisters. Um, But my three sisters, I don't think knew that we owned a lawnmower. Uh, They certainly did not use it. Um, Cutting grass was my dad's job until it became my job. And, you're probably wondering what I was wondering back then, which is if well, if I have to work outside, why do I also have to do the inside chores, like clean up the kitchen every fourth night? Because there were four of us kids, but I did. I had to. I had to do the uh, inside work in addition to, and not in lieu of the outside work. What I came to conclude is that work is actually good for us. It gives us a sense of accomplishment and purpose and structure and something we can take pride in and. Yes. Oh, by the way, it's a means by which we pay our bills and meet our familial and societal and other obligations. But honestly, it can. And in many instances is more than that. If we're really lucky in life, um, what we do work wise becomes part of who we are. It's part of our identity. I'm Trey Gowdy and we'll have more coming up.
0: Uh,
1: 40 years ago, I worked with a man named uh, Sap. Well, we called him Sap. His real name was Thomas, but he preferred Sap. He was a loner. He had a a skin condition, I think is the best way to put it, that just, you know, made him prefer to be alone. And, um, and I don't blame him one bit. Um, sometimes he would take his breaks with us, but more often than not, he would go lay down on one of the uh one of the pallets or on some cartons of cigarettes and take a nap during his break. Our job was to go take these carts and go fill orders for grocery stores and supermarkets and and that's what we did. And so we would go take whatever pull cart was available except Sap, of course. He had his own. Um, he had his fixed up with pictures of his family and The most vivid memory I have, even though it has literally been 40 years, is this cardboard flap wired to the front of his pull cart with his favorite Bible verse, let the dead bury the dead. So every now and again, you know, people will ask you, what's your favorite Bible verse? I don't really know that I have a favorite. So I usually say, let the dead bury the dead. And they look at me like I have lost my mind. And I probably would have lost my mind if that was truly my favorite Bible verse, but I just say that in honor of SAP, that was his verse. If you took a poll of the world, I don't think another single person would cite that as his or her favorite Bible verse. I don't know that for sure, but I'd be my guess. You just don't hear a lot of people taking a ton of, encouragement from that verse let the dead bury the dead i'm not even sure what it means but that was sap's verse and he was there i guess i would have started and either the very very tail end of the 1970s or the beginning of the 1980s and he was there all four summers that i worked at that warehouse it was unair conditioned it was hot as blue blazes and it was for me a summer job and the same for my coworkers. Some of them. Uh, one of my coworkers went on and is now a uh, an extremely prominent, successful oral surgeon. Another one of my coworkers went to work for the Carolina Panthers, but, but not SAP. This was this was his job. This was going to be the height of his employment. But but. It gave him a reason to get up in the morning, and he was part of a team, even if he didn't always choose to be hanging around with his teammates. He, we were there. He had some purpose and some meaning and something to take pride in. When I think back over the entire you know, history of my labor on Labor Day or work, I don't think I've ever – had a coworker that understood the inherent value of a job or was more grateful for the job than Thomas Fawcett, also known as SAP. So it's been 40 years and SAP, uh, I guess SAP was a good bit older than I was when we worked together. So if I had to bet, I'd bet he's on the other side by now. And I'm sure he is sitting there thinking, That guy went to Congress. That guy was the district attorney. How did that happen? I didn't even think he'd graduate high school. I'm sure that's what he thought when all that was unfolding. you got to believe in miracles, Fap. So I'm dedicating this Labor Day to you uh, for proving that work um, is as good for the soul as it is for the wallet. And hopefully you have had a chance to pick another Bible verse. I'll pick one for you. God is just, and he will not forget your hard work. And neither will I, Sap. So on Labor Day 40 years ago, this Labor Day, I'll be thinking about you. Happy Labor Day to everyone. Uh, who knows? It might be the right time to drop a text or a note or an email to an old co-worker you haven't seen or talked to in a while to a boss who took a chance on you. I mean, every single boss I ever had took a chance on me. there was no part of logic that told them to make that hiring decision. But, you know, from Charlie Jones to Red Dawkins and Bunny Clowney and, and Dick Littlejohn, all the bosses. And that's, you know, before I got law school, we won't talk about Ross Anderson and, Judge Gardner and all the other folks that took a chance on me, but maybe it is the right time for us to drop a note um, or an email or text to a boss that meant something to you, to a company that hired you, even though maybe you didn't meet all the requirements or to that coworker who taught you uh, how to do something that you, you know, couldn't do at the time. I had a lot of great, a lot of great coworkers. So labor day is a holiday, but the day after is not, So, maybe the day after is the right day to say thank you to someone who helped you be able to take a day off by giving you a job. We'll see you next week. Hope you have a great week.